uh, and on the list of delegations that we are expecting, we're expecting the chairperson of the M a municipal demarcation board, which is Mr. Tabo Manyoni. We are expecting the deputy chairperson, which is uh, Ms. Mbali Mieni. And then on the administration side, we are expecting the CEO, uh, Mr. Sigidi. We are expecting the COO, the CFO, the communication department and planning. Uh, it's uh, our, our, our expected uh, delegation. And then let me also acknowledge the presence of the members of the committee. We have Honorable Mukalifi, we have Honorable Mpumza, we have Honorable Hunewald, we have Honorable Keza, we also have Honorable Spies uh, present in the meeting. Um, we are curating, so now we can start with our meeting. And hopefully uh, tonight members will be able to sleep early. Yesterday they worked. They worked until early hours of the morning at uh, 2 a.m. to be precise. So at least today with MDB, we know that uh, we don't have a lot of issues. Although there are issues that will be raised as we are moving towards the local government elections, so uh, at least they will be able to sleep early if we get all the necessary responses that we are expecting from the entity. Uh, colleagues. Um, the chair is also apologized as indicated by uh, Meshevin. She was going to be late for the meeting due to the commitment that she has. Uh, she thought by this time she would have been done, but unfortunately uh, she's, she's gonna be late for the meeting. She will join us later. So we can now start with our meeting. Today's meeting kickstart the process of considering the annual performance plan, strategic plan and budget of the departments and entities reporting to the portfolio committee. This is a forward looking process where the focus is on allocation of resources to the departments and entities in respect of the financial year starting on the 1st April 2021 and ending on the 31st March 2022. This will culminate in the adoption of the committee's budget vote report, which is provisionally scheduled for debate in the National Assembly on, the, on Thursday, the 13th May 2021. The budget vote process is different from the annual reporting process, which is backward looking and focuses on accountability for the use of resources allocated in the prior year. First in the line in this year's budget vote process is consideration of the annual performance plan strategic plan and budget of the Municipal Demarcation Board in respect of the financial year starting on the 1st April 2021 and ending on the 31st March 2022. On pursual of the APP, the overall impression is that the board is committed to ensuring that the demarcation of the municipal boundaries result in the creation of sustainable municipalities that can fulfill their constitutional obligations. The commitment, however, is still far from being a reality. Between the 13th of November and the 4th of December 2020, this committee convened meetings with municipalities that have been subjected to demarcation during the 2016 local government electoral cycle. 
This is after we became aware of the serious municipal financial management problems that were directly related to the amalgamation process. We have municipalities such as Mangawu. We have the other one in Western Cape, whereby this uh, amalgamation is really not uh, assisting that much. The overwhelming majority of the municipalities that, are on, that honored the invitation to brief the committee were of view that amalgamation process worsened rather than improved the financial viability of those municipalities. In last week's presentation to this committee, you indicated that some of these municipalities are demanding a reversal of the amalgamation that took effect in 2016. All this suggestion that we we're still far from realizing the commitment to demarcate boundaries that, are, that create sustainable municipalities able to meet their constitutional obligation in terms of section 152. On provision, on, pre, on previous enga engagements, committee members have also highlighted the need for the board to improve on its public awareness and stakeholder education process. In the APP, the board also commit to address this matter. We welcome this commitment, but will not stop there. We have a duty to ensure that these commitments are motivated on a regular basis so that they do not become empty promises. From time to time, we'll be calling the board to check on progress and to request the latest update on this matter. However, we also understand that the board is also having some financial challenges in terms of implementing its mandate. And the COVID-19 did not make it easier for the board. So far, the board has registered encouraging achievement, including obtaining clean audits for the, past two, for, the, for the last two consecutive financial years. And as a committee, we usually don't praise the fish for swimming. But in the current status that we find ourselves, if we have entity or department that gets clean audit, it also gives us hope as, a, as the committee because it's something that is also a challenge in most of our municipalities. As well as improving, we also uh, acknowledge the, the one of the achievements of the committee as well as improving organizational performance from 59% in 2015, 2016 to, 99%, to 95% in 2019-2020. You also managed to finalize the word delimitation process in time for 2021 local government election, despite the challenges of COVID-19 working environment. We reiterate our commitment to support the board with constructive inputs to ensure that these gains are sustainable. So now, uh, colleagues, I'm going to go to the item number two in our agenda whereby I will allow the Municipal Demarcation Board under the leadership of Ndate Manyoni to present uh, their, their report to us. And as we, we've looked through, we went through the report, we saw that it's such a huge uh, document. So we'll request that they speak to the report instead of going to the report page by page, and we'll therefore give them at least 20 minutes to complete the report. Ndate uh, Manyoni, uh, over to you and your your team. Thank you, um, my chairperson, uh, members of the committee, Mem Khalid. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 
Chaperson, and uh, members uh, present. Chaperson, you already have summarized. I thought you'll say uh, closure, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, let me also quickly uh, highlight a few matters. Yes, uh, Chaperson, we have also the deputy chairperson with us here and. Uh, our senior managers, in case uh, there's a need to explain on matters uh, on the three issues that we are here about, the APPs, strategic plan, and our um, budget performance. Yes, Chairperson, we have tried to attain so-called clean audit, and we have, as we promised earlier, that we will work as if elections are tomorrow, uh, Chairperson. We have concluded uh, what delimitations in the country, and uh, we already are receiving and doing some homework on matters of um, outer boundaries, as you also uh, indicated. And we also are doing a small research on the issue of amalgamations and exactly where the problems are lying uh, when it comes to matters of amalgamations because yes most municipalities actually almost all uh, municipalities that have been amalgamated are faced with uh, serious uh, problems and also chairperson of course we have committed that uh, moving forward uh, since that time the first time when we reported to the committee, we will strengthen a public uh, and stakeholder uh, awareness and engagement so that uh, South Africans can understand what this uh, demarcation port is all about. I must indicate, Chairperson, that uh, even if we are doing that, we need to balance between what is legislated and what our wishes would be in terms of trying to deep in democracy, because sometimes uh, some of the activities, the more we intensify on them, the more we have then to add more financial resources. And uh, usually uh, National Treasury will just indicate to us that as long as an issue is not part of what is legislated, they would not necessarily assist in funding uh, such a program or an activity. You know by now, uh, Chairperson and members, that uh, we are still going back to communities where there is dissatisfaction, one way or another, and to try to address some of the concerns that are being raised post uh, the delimitation uh, processes. Though we have already handed over all the maps to the IEC so that the IEC can also start with uh, it's uh, preparations for smooth local government uh, elections. Chairperson, the main thing that I would like to also highlight uh, as part of my concluding uh, remarks is the issue of uh, decentralization of our activities. I know this uh, has now become a normal uh, song, 
but basically we are trying to stress the point so that uh, members as they engage with other bodies and looking into matters of uh, finances, given the financial constraints that the country is faced with uh, at the moment because of uh, COVID-19 issues, we still should not lose sight that ultimately our aim is to make sure that we will and we should have uh, provincial offices, in other words, to regionalize, decentralize our activities. Of course, that is part of ensuring that at least we are deepening democracy. Uh, Communities can have easy access to the demarcation board, simply because it is one of the stakeholders that is the board that has an impact on their livelihoods, uh, particularly at local government elections. With those uh, remarks, Chairperson, if you allow, I will hand over to our CEO to quickly go through the three areas that we are here about in summary form for members. Thanks very much, Chairperson. Thank you, uh, Chair. Uh, th- th- thank you, uh, Chairperson um, uh, of the board and uh, Chairperson of uh, Honorable Chair of the Committee and uh, uh, all Honorable Members uh, of the Portfolio Committee, um, colleagues uh, from uh, COCTA uh, and, and, and the other institutions. Um, uh, can I check if uh, the I'm, 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 I'm sharing. Are you able to see the, the presentation? Yes, yes okay. we can. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to summarize uh, in 20 minutes that uh, uh, we have been given. Uh, the, the outline is there, and uh, I won't uh, want to go through the outline. Um, the purpose is just for us to uh, really present on what uh, the chair has indicated the, the broader issues of the strategic plan for the 2020-2025, the APP and uh, the budget allocation and uh, some of the challenges that the institution encounter. I won't touch that because the chair has done that. Um, with regard to uh, the governance arrangement of the board, uh, we have the board that is led by the chairperson and we've got those six committees, uh, uh, the finance one being the newly established committee. Um, those others have uh, already shared with the committee some time, uh, the governance, human capital, audit and risk, the water delimitation and boundary determination committee. Previously, it was the boundary powers and functions subcommittee, and then research and knowledge management. Uh, at administrative uh, level, we have got four programs. We have got administration, we have got demarcation, research, and stakeholder management. Um, in terms of the broader mandate, we derive it from the Constitution, Section 155, 1553B and 1574 of the uh, uh, Constitution of the country. Uh, our mandate, uh, um, I always say that our mandate when we share with the committee is like uh, sharing John 3.16 in the Bible, Uh, is the uh, determination of the outer boundaries, um, 
and, and, and all the sections that are in the Demarcation Act and the Structures Act uh, gives us that, that uh, mandate. Uh, the delimitation of municipal boundaries, which is uh, Schedule 1 of uh, the uh, Structures Act, and we do assessment of municipal capacity, um, where we assess whether this municipality has the capacity to provide uh, uh, services, and then we render advisory uh, services. Um, Chair, uh, I won't uh, uh, go through this uh, slide as you have already touched uh, on all those matters that are there, uh, save to uh, deal with uh, number uh, three and number four. Uh, number three on the issue of spatial uh, boundary descriptions uh, is, is, is a project where we are uh, defining the, the boundary of a municipality so much so that uh, when we do an outer boundary determination, we shouldn't find ourselves to be very far from the, uh, the, 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 in terms of the distance must be very, very small. And the next one on the norms and standards for municipal capacity to perform their powers and function, we, we have decided to uh, do the norms and standards for all the 38 functions that are in Schedule 4B and 5B. And the main reason why we decided to do this was uh, for us to be able to uh, articulate uh, uh, that this municipality does not necessarily have the capacity between the B and the Cs. And we are able to advise the MEC accordingly to state the function needs to be adjusted either to the district or to the local. Uh, in terms of the uh, strategic plan, um, uh, our vision, um, uh, I, I'm happy the chair, uh, the, the, the chair of the committee, the acting chair of the committee, articulated our, our vision. Um, and this is the vision that we intend to achieve uh, uh, in the next five years. And our mission is, of course, to create uh, the special conditions for sustainable development and transformation for local communities through municipal and ward boundaries uh, demarcation and also provide uh, the advice. It, it encompasses uh, the, the totality of our, 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 our mandate. Uh, in terms of values and principle, we've got those five, uh, impartiality, transparency, excellence, inclusivity, and integrity. And, and, and we are showing in the manner in which we act uh, that we are indeed impartial, but we are also um, uh, 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 transparent in the activities that we do. Uh, in, in terms of the broader strategic uh, direction that the whole strategic plan is uh, uh, is facing, we, we put an impact statement that will assist us to say to ourselves at the end of the five years, have we, be able, have we been able to develop a democratic, spatially integrated and socio-economically sustainable community? Uh, if not, we'll then be able to say uh, our strategic plan did not really impact uh, on the manner that we wanted to. Now, within the broader medium-term strategic framework, uh, we have those seven priorities. As the MDB, uh, we, we, we said uh, we will, uh, uh, whatever we do will be aligning to priority number four, which is your spatial integration, human settlement, and local government. 
And then out of the uh, uh, this, we then came up with uh, four broad outcomes and uh, some outcome indicators. Now, the first uh, outcome was the uh, is the organizational excellence. And for us to measure whether the organization will be excelling, we 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 introduced in the next uh, five year the maturity level, and we were saying in the five years we should have achieved a maturity level of five. The second outcome is a well-defined municipal spaces, uh, and this we say the indicator will be when we deal with issues of water delimitations and the municipal boundary determinations. And uh, those are the, uh, uh, the, 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 the five-year target. And the third outcome is the improved access to research and spatial information. Uh, the indicator there is for us to have uh, research and spatial information accessible. Um, and then the last uh, outcome is improved public and stakeholder participation. Um, uh, Chairperson, you noted that this was one of the biggest challenges. It continues to be one of the biggest challenges because uh, the kind of footprint that we have uh, in the country as the MDB, uh, we are unable to touch each and every soul. Uh, even the kind of interventions that we are putting together in terms of uh, social media, you still find those uh, who are not uh, really um, having the access of those. Now, in relation to the uh, uh, annual performance plan, uh, we have those uh, four, four prog programs. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I think we have a misprint there where it says program uh, three on the stakeholder engagement is program four. And those, sorry, I passed. Those four programs, um, they, uh, they, if you look at the first one, program one, uh, that's where we have the broader issue of the broader outcome of organizational uh, excellence. And we have got 12 uh, outputs and indicators um, uh, uh, to serve that. And that constitute 55% of our, uh, 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 our APP. In terms of well-defined uh, municipal spaces, we have got three uh, uh, outputs and uh, improved access to research for and improve public and stakeholder participation, we have got three, and in total we have uh, 22. Uh, the next slide is just a, an expansion of uh, what constitute uh, the, the, the output and the output indicator for the first uh, uh, outcome of, uh, uh, if, if, if a reminder of organizational excellence. Now, we, we, we have the purpose of that particular program as to ensure adequate and sustainable resources, capabilities and core competencies to aid the achievement of the MDP mandate. This is where we have uh, all our soft, uh, uh, our, our, our human resources and soft issues and issues of support to, 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 to the work of the board. Uh, the first output and output indicator is the implementation of the rate of board resolutions. Uh, the committees and board performance evaluated uh, and then reports reports on compliance with relevant legislation. Uh, and then uh, uh, next we have organizational performance review sessions. Uh, this uh, chairperson, as you have indicated that uh, uh, 
uh, when we uh, one of the factors that assisted us to assisted us to 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 turn around the entity in terms of performance was to insist on uh, the review and identify gaps that are, 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 are there and be able to uh, intervene while there's time for us to be able to, to intervene. Uh, we have the ICT governance reports uh, that are part of uh, the broader governance, uh, ICT governance in the entity. Uh, all the vacancies that we have had, uh, we always have them to be funded. Uh, all the funded positions, we need to make sure that uh, uh, we, we, we fill those uh, positions that are uh, 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 vacant. Uh, we also have a, a number of training interventions um, uh, that, that, that we have for our staff so that uh, they become a, a multifaceted in approach. Uh, we have people that are really GIS people, but we are also training them to be able to do facilitative roles uh, when we are meeting uh, stakeholders out there. Uh, then we have uh, the issue of the audit uh, report, where the output indicators for us to continue to maintain the uh, the, 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 the unqualified uh, uh, audit opinion uh, as expressed by the AG with no findings. And then we have issues of man financial management reports, um, which assist uh, us to look at whether we are uh, spending our resources uh, accordingly and if not then what kind of interventions we put in place uh, the, the next one is uh, still under program one is the issue of the strategic risk register uh, where we uh, develop this register and uh, uh, implement uh, uh, the uh, mitigation strategies that are required uh, and then produce those risk mitigation reports and then the, the, the last one, if not mistaken, is the report on the implementation status of the audit recommendations. Now, program two is uh, where the gist of the matter is. And for this coming financial year, we are going to be doing the uh, analysis of municipal boundary redetermination proposals. Chair, um, what, what we are saying here is that uh, this is the project that will be continuing for the next two to three years. Uh, for this financial year already, we have, uh, uh, during the water delimitation process, received uh, 44, um, uh, 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 44 um, requests for uh, outer boundary determination. Either in other instances, they want uh, a water to be moved from one municipality to another. In other instances, they want what you have referred to. This. They want to revert back to their old municipality. And in other instances, they want a metro. And in other instances, they want a district. So we have, we are going to be categorizing that in terms of the category that we have put together. And then we want to develop a multi-criterion decision support tool. This tool is for us to be able to integrate all the information that we get when we are uh, dealing with the applications uh, for any boundary determination. And this tool will assist uh, the board uh, so that when they make a decision, they are making a decision 
uh, aided by this uh, uh, multi-criteria decision support tool. Um, the third one um, is uh, the uh, reports on the analysis of administrative and service areas in relation to municipal boundaries. Uh, we, we are going to be uh, looking at uh, all the municipalities, the 213, um, the, 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 the locals, uh, and anal analyze the administrative and service areas um, to see whether there is a, a, any other area that is supposed to be served by a municipality, but you find that uh, it might be uh, following in the other side of a municipality. Um, program three is, is our research uh, function, which support uh, program two in that uh, for all the cases that we are going to be uh, looking at for outer boundary determinations, uh, there is a certain number of uh, uh, reports that need to be produced by research. Uh, first, to ensure that uh, uh, the, the kind of information and the kind of decision the board takes is informed by those reports. But specifically here, we are going to do uh, to integrate uh, uh, spatial data products into a uh, spatial knowledge hub. Uh, what we want is that any information spatially needs to be found in one, one hub. And then we have the norms and standards for municipal capacity. I've explained it uh, earlier. For, for this year, the seven that we are having, the functions that we are having will be the last um, because we want that to inform how the outer boundary determination will happen. So this uh, will be the last uh, uh, of the norms and standards that we'll be doing. Uh, and then the research reports I've already referred to, and then we'll be updating the capacity assessment data that is currently available. Uh, and the, the reason why we have to update the capacity assessment data uh, is that uh, normally we do capacity assessment so that once the board is making a decision, we talked about a multi-faceted tool earlier. It must include all the information around capacity assessment so that when a decision is made, we, we are able to say, indeed, the reasons why we made, made, made this decision is one, two, and three. Um, the, the, the last program, uh, Chair, is program four where we talking about uh, um, uh, uh, three outputs there. The first one is public awareness and education activities. And the second is stakeholder awareness and education activities and then media coverage. I just want to make a comment here on the issue of public awareness and education because most of the time uh, when we talk about the numbers of this uh, public awareness and education activities, uh, there is a uh, a, a, a correlation as to how are we going to be dealing with this uh, when we know that uh, there is a, a we are still under COVID-19 regulations. We, we, we have uh, uh, realized this particular objective last year when we, we started uh, engaging with uh, a, a, a number of municipalities uh, virtually and uh, we find that in, in certain instances it does work. It does have a negative in that in certain areas where they do not have uh, uh, the, the, the luxury of uh, a, a computer or a network, uh, it's still a problem. So these are the, the, the few issues that uh, we are going to be focusing on. In terms of our budget, the overview of uh, our budget, 
uh, you can just look at the, uh, the, 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 the green part of the slide. This is as per economic uh, classification. Uh, our budget, uh, we have a total revenue for the 2021-22 of 71 million. And uh, under the operating expenditure is uh, uh, the issues in terms of the uh, uh, economic uh, uh, classification. And the next slide is the same slide, but in terms of the budget ex expenditure per program. So, so you will see that uh, uh, almost the 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 bigger chunk of our budget goes to um, uh, uh, administration, and the 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 rest, which is the balance, um, will go to demarcations. We've got 18 million, and uh, research and knowledge management 3 million, stakeholder management 6 million, and then we have uh, a small capex uh, a budget of 3 uh, 3 million. Now, a little bit just uh, to comment on the uh, broader budget cuts that were being uh, done by a national treasury um, uh, last year. Uh, initially, we were not spared of the budget cuts. Uh, but firstly, uh, it, it, when we started with the financial year in, in April, uh, our budget uh, baseline was increased by 24 million. Uh, that 24 million, 18 of which uh, went to cater for the job evaluation outcomes that uh, the board had uh, conducted, and uh, we found a number of uh, employees. Uh, in fact, al almost 90% of employees were under, under underpaid. And then 2.5 million um, uh, was a once-off, uh, once financial year uh, uh, allocation to uh, public participation and awareness to focus on the programs of awareness as we're dealing with the water delimitation process. And the balance was just a, a normal uh, inflation uh, increase. Now, this increase was uh, initially offset by a reduction that has been done by top slicing the allocation by 4 million and uh, 1.3 million on the special adjusted budget announced in June and 3.6 million for the cost of employee, employee adjustment. Uh, and that was in, 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 the, in the previous financial year. And in the uh, current financial year and the outer year, uh, there was going to be a reduction of 4 million and 6 million, uh, which took a total to around 14 million in the medium term expenditure framework. But this decision was uh, reversed by National Treasury after we made the uh, uh, several representation by the, the chair made several representation to the minister and treasury and indeed uh, they reversed the decision so we still have our money so chairperson um the challenges have already been uh, uh, articulated and uh, i'm not going to go there and uh, we we just want to uh, uh, uh thank the, the the committee for continuously engaging with us and we still hope that uh, uh, after your opening remarks, Chairperson, where you were referring to the engagements that you have had with municipalities last year, uh, we still believe that as the MDB, um, you, you may uh, want to also engage with us uh, with, uh, in relation to these uh, issues that are raised by particular municipalities. Uh, our view is that uh, broadly speaking, 
when we redetermine uh, municipalities, we, we are using these four broad criteria and not necessarily financial viability alone. But uh, we do think that uh, there are certain things that uh, may need to happen governance-wide, institutional-wise in municipalities. Uh, because if you look at the, the night that you spent yesterday until today, it might have been a matter of uh, institutional arrangement and governance arrangement and not necessarily a, a question of this municipality was uh, demarcated uh, uh, wrongly or rightly. But to conclude, uh, Chair, we, we, we are also analyzing decisions that we make in terms of amalgamating. That is why even in this current financial year, we'll be looking at uh, uh, two areas where we did an amalgamation. Uh, uh, one will be in Houting on the Rand West, and the other one would be in KZN on the Langal Libalilitubi. So we'll be comparing the uh, the before the amalgamation and the after amalgamation. And we have a number of uh, uh, indicators that we are looking at in terms, some of them is financial issues, uh, some is service delivery issues and governance issues around uh, your, 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 your audit outcomes uh, in those municipalities. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you, Ngate. So now I'm going to allow members for clarity seeking questions and input. Uh, colleagues, the platform is yours. Uh, we have Honorable Teza, we have Honorable Mkalipi. So we'll start with Honorable Teza. Honorable Teza. No, thank, thank, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, just to against the light here, just bear with me, Chair. Uh, yes, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, mine is very, very brief, Chair. Uh, I just wanted uh, the demarcation board to give us a synopsis of a historical background as to what are the root causes for the local government elections to follow the national and provincial elections after two years and why the demarcation board uh, fails to delimitate what's within a, a more synchronized cycle because the cycle now is five years and then and then it's two years. Uh, I just wanted to I, I'm more curious about, about that uh, particular uh, response. Uh, the second one is related to program three, uh, research, special information and intelligence development. The, the board envisage establishing itself as a national center of excellence in terms of special data and information, as well as intelligence and knowledge that contributes to the redress of apartheid spatial planning. However, the budget allocation to this program uh, account, amounts to a mere 3.3 million compared to the 52 million allocated for the administrative functions of the organization. Can the board explain why the key program is the least funded compared to all others? And, and, and 
And then, Chair, in terms of public, and the last one, Chair, uh, in terms of public awareness and education activities, they have, uh, they, they have cited that uh, there is a problem in terms of accessing um, and accessing people with no uh, uh, network and, and, and devices and, and social media and stuff like that, uh, it, which triggered a, a question uh, because uh, in terms of the IEC, when we grew up, we saw this uh, uh, SAPC program on, uh, I think it was acted by, 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 um, by Matunjwa, an actor Matunjwa, uh, who was popularizing the, 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 the elections uh, since, I think, since after 1994. And what, what, what public uh, awareness and education activities uh, relating to the to to the to to popularizing the work of the of the MDP together with the SAPC, which is much more a, a public broadcaster uh, that will then uh, reach much more people, even in the, in the rural areas, to to remove the the stigmatization of the board uh, that it is in in its delimitation, uh, it 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 hampers on 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 on. On some of, of of the of the more of 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 of, uh, of the preferences of, of of people in terms of of delimitations, and uh, and 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 uh, the uh, basically what will what how will how will how will how will this uh, program be? Uh, take 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 a, a its form. Uh, is there any 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 move towards, towards that, that public awareness and education activities? Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Kaza, Honorable um, Kalipi. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, Thanks for the uh, opening remarks from the chairperson of the board, uh, of which when the presentation was done by the CEO, it talks to the opening remarks of the chair. Um, I just want to firstly to get uh, more information in terms of the presentation uh, when the C, um, uh, C, CEO, oh, Mr. Skidi, was also telling us about their committees. I'm hearing for the first time, I'm very interested to know the role of the committees and uh, the details just to have that information as a committee member, just to share some information in that regard. Uh, well, Chair, I think both of them, the CEO and the Chair of the Board is, is pay your opening remarks as well, Chairperson. That, uh, this issue of amalgamation, some of the municipalities that we have engaged with here, they are suggesting that it does not help a situation at all. And I think both the chair and the CEO also touch on that one. So I, I really want to get uh, the position of the board now. What is the plan going forward? Because we can't have a situation whereby the board recommends that these two municipalities, they must be I'm a camel's head because uh, they have some challenges in terms of economy and so on and so on. But the situation is uh, approved to be very 
severe. But and they remember specifically here, Che, you'll you, you also uh, concur with me. I think we were meeting with some of the municipalities in Pumalanga, whereby people were saying no. Since we don't belong to this municipality in Pumalanga, um, our ward, specifically our ward, you are experiencing some huge uh, disparation now. There is no electricity. Is like we are in, um, we are still under apartheid government. So there's no services that is coming to us. Uh, even the new demarcation, which we have new municipality uh, that is supposed to service us, they don't even uh, come to us anymore, unlike before. So therefore, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, concerning and then really wants to get from the board to Kuti. No, I think one of the reasons why you opt for amalgamation for all the municipalities that has been amalgamated is to improve service delivery, to make the lives of people to be better. Then um, uh, it's also um, an evidence that in the last two financial years or so, the board has been expressing concerns as well about its lack of presence in the local origins. And that's what the chair was talking about. And that is the concern that we raised here as well, to say that this board is very important, especially when we are saying that one of your mandates is to go and consult with the people to avoid situation that happens previously. Uh, the issue of Wuane is one of them. And in that era, they in Houghton, I can't remember, where the late MEC was leading that protest and the, the president of, Co of COPE, who was the minister of safety and security by then. And that place was uh, up in arms, people re uh, revolting, they didn't want to, to be put under that place. And you, you begin to ask yourself if, if those people were consulted, consulted or not. So therefore this issue that the CFO and the chair spoke about to to decentralized uh, their offices or their work, it, it's, it's, it's very important as, as, as of yesterday. So I'm not hearing the clear program as to how to address that because even before we have raised that concern in the committee to say, guys, but it can't be that if you want to go and consult with people of Eastern Cape, we have to go and rely on the very same municipality that people are complaining with. So the, the, there will be some challenges there as a board. You can't even move uh, according to your program because you are also relying on the, on the resources of this municipality to go and consult with people. And they are going to tell you that, no, Tina, we do understand these people better than you. They are going to dictate terms. So therefore, I would like to, in, 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 in connection with the budget that the CEO talks about, if your talks with the National Treasurer, I think it also uh, was, was mentioned in your presentation that when they wanted to cut your budget, at least you persuaded uh, the, the National Treasurer, but it's not even clear here if uh, those talks um, have good results and then how to address the specific questions of having um, offices at a local level in order to coordinate your, your work. You know, now we are in a, um, a, a situation whereby 
uh, politically, we, we want to know how many watts according to new demarcation, and you are still waiting for the final report and so on from IEC and everyone. But people are still confused. I know that they say, oh, I know that you spoke about it here, that no, it was also beyond your control. You couldn't go physically. I'm saying my point, even if there was no COVID, we're also having some concerns about your consultation processes. Like I said, you don't come to where people are because of your budget constraint. So now you are saying in your presentation, at least you have managed through this a, a difficult situation, which is uh, uh, COVID. Although the CFO was also mentioning the fact that you can't be saying you are also 100% satisfied because in rural areas, it's very difficult to tell a person there in Numa, please go and participate on this platform. So it also going to exclude many people. You know, it, it's, a, it's a challenge when there's no COVID and we're not expecting anyone to use these such platforms is not for everyone because people of rural areas are always being sidelined. So I'm saying, how are we going to address that going forward? Yes, COVID is going to be with us for a long time, but it does not mean that you must not also have some options on how to, to, to be able to communicate straight with our people. The issue of stakeholders is a different case. At least most of the stakeholders are people who are resourceful, but I'm concern particularly for the people, especially the poorest of the poor, who 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 who's supposed to have a voice to also to participate in the in such a, a, a programs of, of of government. But it seems as if it, it's a long way to go. So I'm I'm saying now uh, even we were engaging with you um I think a day or two days ago. And you also mentioned uh, you you were also on social media. I mean, the, the, that uh, comment of yours, a uh, chairperson uh, uh, of the board saying that you are still going to go back to those people who are not happy about the new demarcation. So therefore now, because we are here at the committee, we need to talk into details to say that if you have made that statement and it's a very good statement to, to, to be made. I mean, it's leadership. You, you have to go and tell people, no, I'm taking out. You are not going to be part of this ward anymore. And then they protest and then they raise grievances. And it's very good as a leader to say that, no, let me come back to you to explain further. But now tell me, I mean, are we going to achieve anything after we have decided or your recommendation have gone past to say that, no, this word is not going to be under this uh, VT. This VT is taken to this VT. So going back to them, what are we going to achieve in terms of addressing their fears and their dissatisfaction? So let me just pause there for now, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Honorable Mukalipi. Uh, Honorable Mpumza. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chairperson, and a good evening. Chair, you will have to, I must apologize because uh, uh, the venue where I'm seated and joining your meeting does not allow me to 
Uh, it's okay, Honorable Mpumza, we understand. Thank you very much. Chair, thank you very much, Chair. And first and foremost, Chair, in welcoming the APP from uh, the Demarcation Board. Let's first uh, commend the board for once more achieving uh, a clean uh, audit outcome. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, posed also a challenge to say, the challenge now is how the board going forward would sustain uh, this, uh, this outcome so that it does not regress. Uh, because achieving also brings in a challenge to sustain uh, that achievement. <clears throat> Chair, the, 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 the demarcation process runs over a five-year cycle. And uh, involved in this also is the issue of capacity assessment on the powers and functions of uh, municipalities, in particular within the two-tier system of local government. And uh, this five-year cycle had been challenging municipalities to arrive at stability and consolidation, arising from the fact that from time to time within five years, uh, then powers and functions has to be assigned either to a local or to a district. And this thing would not stabilize local government. Uh, the board has made very important proposals in relation to the current uh, Demarcation Act amendment that uh, the proposal now would have to run to us so that the court, instead of running the five years, it had to run over a period of now 10 years. And this would ensure stability and would provide the board which is sufficient time to conduct assessment and everything uh, so that all those informations are credible to inform the assignment of powers and functions uh, at the 2 tier level. Now, this bill had been running over through the department, the, the bill uh, processes had been run by the department. What we want now to understand, at what stage now is this bill uh, around its amendment? Where are we? Secondly, Chair, in the presentation, um, particularly around this question of uh, public and stakeholder, uh, education awareness. Is this awareness solely limited to um, the demarcation board activities? Or is this awareness also going beyond towards uh, mobilizing the public for meaningful participation? in the demarcation process throughout its cycles. So that uh, the process of demarcation so enriched by a meaningful participation by communities, that would end in minimizing 
a number of objections after the closure of the period. Uh, I heard the chair was indicating that uh, now that they are true, they attended over their work to the IEC. But now they are still now seized with the fact that uh, there are areas that they have to attend to where there are still areas of disputes. Now, they would be going now only to mediate, not to change. To mediate in persuading people to understand that uh, the process now has been completed. Uh, if then communities are mobilized through such education awareness, and uh, so that uh, they understand fully their civic duty to participate, uh, this would assist and enrich the process so that when it is going, it's not mechanical, it's an organic process. Thanks, Chair. Uh, thanks, Honorable uh, Mpumza. Honorable uh, Hunevald. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, it's more uh, as a question of request for information from the department. There's research and reports done. If it's possible, will the department just send those research, research that they have done to us? And I see in the new APP as well, there's two research reports they want to do. My they apologies, can. Honorable Hunevald. Honorable Mpumza, can you please mute your microphone? Honorable Mpumza? Honorable Mpumza, can you please mute your microphone? Uh, Honorable Hunevald, you can proceed. My apologies for that disturbance. Thank you, um, Chair. Chair, no, so the request is if we can receive those research reports. Um, I would like to see the quality of that in, and the information in it. Um, I think it will also assist us as parliamentarians to um, also understand the work of the MDB better. So if it's possible, we can get those reports and research um, reports as well. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable uh, Hunevald. Uh, I also have a question for for the the board. Uh, the municipal demarcation board is often accused of consulting affected communities, and is often uh, accused of not consulting the affected municipalities or communities. And this has resulted to complaints, protests, and in some instances, court challenges. What lessons has the Municipal uh, Demarcation Board learned from the cases of the previous years in relation to public uh, participation and stakeholder engagement? And how did those lessons assist at the board in ensuring that it operates efficient and effective or, or on what uh, is expected from them? And then the second one, what lesson can the board share with the committee on amalgamated municipalities in terms of financial viability, social cohesion, and functionality? Uh, thank you. Now I'm going to allow uh, on a, uh, uh, Mr. Tabo Magnoni and the team to respond to the issues that have been raised by the colleagues. And uh, Dr. Tabo? Well, thank you, uh, Chairperson, and uh, members, particularly members who raised uh, issues for clarification and uh, questions. Um, I would not 
go into almost all the questions raised. The CEO and other members will handle those. But uh, Jenji, let me broadly uh, look into issues that have been raised by Ubabu Honorable Mpumza. The issue of um, how are we going to sustain the achievement? Obviously, the main thing, chairperson uh, and members, is that when you destroy institutions uh, and uh, the structures that are set in, for the institution obviously to decay, you first get rid of all those knowledgeable people in the institution. So in this regard, I would uh, say we would try by all means to keep people who are knowledgeable in the institution so that they can carry on with the good work that they have been uh, doing for the past few years. Gulentole has been a chairperson on the issue of uh, encouraging the public to participate on MDB processes. And uh, uh, members, I'm not sure why, for instance, we fully knowing that the IEC is independent, but uh, all political parties, all, all, they make sure that they encourage uh, potential voters, they are elected members, your provincial um, uh, partializing officers and so on, to participate on matters of the IEC. And I'm trying to say, uh, Chairperson, also here, political parties should not, and they cannot be observers on matters that basically will be impacting on them and their constituencies. So every time when we make announcements that we will be having participations in certain areas and so forth, it will be appreciated. And I think it will also assist in enhancing uh, democracy in the country for political parties also to encourage their members to participate uh, in those processes as we basically are doing all the time with um, the IEC processes. Because if we miss it here, we obviously are impacting negatively on uh, the fairness uh, of uh, our elections, simply because people would have not known much about some of the processes that led to ultimately the, them going to the polls. And uh, uh, Chairperson, on uh, the issue that you also raised, and I think it also tallies with, uh, again, uh, Honorable Member Ume uh, Kalipi. Really, uh, Chairperson, the issue of uh, decentralization of even provincial offices for easy access, and of course, obviously, as part of, as I am stressing in this uh, meeting, deepening uh, democracy by having communities understanding exactly what the processes are and what is expected of them and what inputs they need to bring on board so that 
they can get the results that they want is quite important. So in this regard, we will appeal to the committee to assist us in sourcing the necessary resources so that we can then be able to have provincial footprint in terms of um, provincial offices. That is getting now quite clear. The issue on whether, after we have uh, again gone back to the communities, when we already have sent and uh, submitted our what maps to the IEC, whether it is having any value and so forth. Yes, we make it clear every time we go to those communities uh, that uh, we would not change the decision, of course, because these are legislated uh, processes. But the other thing is if we want to have smooth, smooth elections, generally speaking, of course, there will be areas where there will always be uh, hiccups and so on. But uh, to have smooth elections, it is proper for the constituencies, the people of the country, of course, to understand how did we come to the conclusion that we came to. As long as our communities don't understand, they are not aware, we have not even gone to explain ourselves. I think we will be doing much disservice to communities. And hence, therefore, we have to go back to some of these communities. Of course, we know there are uh, issues there. There will be some who just want you to always be appearing simply because of uh, as part of electioneering processes. Uh, in some cases, a person will just say, please come and explain. But you'll find that mostly it is for the person to try to send a message to communities that you see, I'm doing better. I'm able to call the demarcation board to come and explain to you and so forth. Those obviously are side issues, but the main thing is our constituencies, members of the public, they must at least be given an opportunity to understand how did we come to the conclusions that we came with. And I think that is quite important for us. I would then, Chairperson, if you allow, allow the CEO and other members to be able to address uh, some of the issues that have been raised by members. Thanks very much, my Chairperson. Uh, thank you, Abutitabo. The CEO and COO, you can then respond to other matters. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. Um, uh, I will invite the COO to, to deal with uh, all the questions uh, that have been asked by Honorable Teza. Um, uh, I'll attempt uh, to touch on a little bit of the questions that have been raised by uh, Honorable Mkalipi, uh, Honorable Hurnevald, and then there is one question uh, from Honorable Mpumza. I, I think I saw members of uh, COCTA, the department, uh, they may tell us, uh, Kevin Naidu will talk to the issue of the, the stage of the, the, the amendment uh, bill. Uh, if I may start with uh, 
your question, Honorable Chair, in terms of uh, what lessons have we learned uh, uh, in previous years. Uh, firstly, the uh, uh, when 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 the board had a conference in 2016, uh, there are a number of uh, lessons that have been articulated uh, at, at, at that time. And uh, we responded by saying you need a program that will respond to some of the issues that were raised. And one of them was the uh, introduction of the program uh, around public participation and stakeholder engagement. So it was coming from, uh, from, from that particular uh, 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 conference. Uh, the, the, the other matter around regionalization where we found that we need to have a footprint in quite a number of uh, 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 provinces first, was also an outcome of the lessons that we have learned uh, uh, from, 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 from the past. Uh, the second part of your question, which uh, uh, I can link it to perhaps answering some of the issues raised by uh, Honorable Mukalipi is, you, you, you correctly uh, zooming into the factors of demarcation as outlined in section 25 of the demarcation act when you say what are the lessons that we have learned on issues of viability uh, and of functionality uh, i said it is linking with the, what honorable mkalipi has been saying um, because uh, the the issue of our criteria if you look at those uh, uh, factors, they are around 20, they are around 12. But uh, for, for us to be able to uh, ground them into concrete uh, activities, we, we then group them into four broad areas. One which was uh, issues of spatial information, uh, the second one being issues of financial and governance matters, and the uh, third being socioeconomic activities, and the fourth one being service delivery. Now you went straight to the issue of financial viability, which is uh, one of the, the, the area that uh, we have. Now, in the past, we didn't have a mechanism to really test whether where we have been, there is any improvement around some of these particular indicators. Uh, we are learning. Um, uh, uh, from from uh, we we did a, a, a project uh, where we studied. Uh, uh, I, I remember we studied uh, Mangaung uh, and uh, can't remember the other municipality whether it's called it was called Naledi. The amalgamation how how has it affected the issue of financial viability? And we we then said uh, these are matters that uh, when you talk about amalgamating, there are these things that. Uh, uh, Kevin Naidu deals with in terms of the transitional mechanisms of looking at your HR-related issues, your labor issues, your communication issues, your, 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 your financial issues. But we then realized that the impact is more about the grading of these municipalities. Because if you are having a municipality called Naledi uh, merging with uh, uh, Mangaung, you are going to be impacting uh, on the uh, 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 cost of employee budget of Mangaung because 
you then have to deal with issues of equalization before you even talk about the issues of service delivery. So, so these are some of the things that uh, uh, we are learning. But uh, quite recently, we uh, uh, end of this financial year, we can be able to share with uh, you this, this, this particular information. We did a, 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 a report, two reports, where we were analyzing the impact of on the impact of amalgamation on service delivery. And what we did was that we looked at Mangaung and Pulupuan. And, and some of the things that are coming out there, they, they are articulated in the form of in the form of each and every indicator. So so we have been doing some of these things based on the lessons that we have learned. Honorable Kurevald, on the issue around the research reports, uh, we have submitted to, uh, after the um, uh, committee secretary had requested us as part and parcel of uh, uh, responding to the input, uh, I think it came through a document that comes from uh, parliament. We have submitted two reports to to, to, to Sherin. We think uh, uh, she will be able to share with you. Uh, and the other ones that are coming now in this current financial year will be able to share with you. The uh, question by um, uh, uh, Honorable Mkalipi um, around uh, uh, more information around the uh, governance committees of the board. Um, in the presentation, we are, we are talking about the, those six committees. Um, uh, the, the committees are just for to, to allow the board to deal with its uh, function uh, effectively. Uh, governance is self-explanatory; is it looks at the uh, issues of governance and ethics of of, of the entity. Uh, it's a requirement, uh, especially when you are dealing with issues of King Four. The Human Capital Committee is more our, our REMCO in other, in other entities and other boards is called REMCO. It deals with HR-related matters, but also looks at uh, uh, the, 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 the remuneration of uh, 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 employees and the others. The Audit and Risk, um, uh, this one is a committee that uh, in, in all entities, uh, you will have Audit and Risk that looks at uh, how we are doing in terms of our internal uh, controls, our, uh, our risk uh, uh, management, and uh, whether we are uh, uh, responding to queries that are brought in by the, the Auditor General. The Ward Delimitation and Boundary Determination Committee, uh, I said this was a committee in the past that we used to refer to as the Boundary Powers and Function. We, call it, we used to call it BPFC. This is the main committee that uh, before a board sits and consider the word delimitation of the outer boundary uh, uh, report, this is the committee that uh, deals with that particular aspect. The research and knowledge management is, uh, is, 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 uh, is self-explanatory. Um, they do research to support the word delimitation and boundary determination committee. Uh, the finance one, like we are saying, is newly established uh, to, to look at the issues uh, uh, that in the past were dealt with by audit and risk. So, so, so this is the, 
the, the, the, the, the committees that we have. Then uh, you, you made a, 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 a number of comments relating to uh, what is the plan? Because in the articulation of what we have said in terms of what municipal, the municipalities that we have been engaging, uh, most of them saying the kind of situation that they find themselves in uh, is really because of the cause of uh, uh, because of demarcation. Uh, the, the 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 issue here, Honourable uh, 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 Mkalipi, is that. Uh, the demarcation board, when they demarcate, there are a number of triggers. Um, I can just say with you three. One, the board can redetermine a boundary on its own initiative. After we've made the research and done the capacity assessment, this information will tell us that uh, uh, there is a problem in this particular area. Then you may need to amalgamate. But we don't just amalgamate. Then we look at those factors of amalgamation. Uh, now, if it is the initiative of a board, it's easy for the board to explain itself. But then there is also an initiative of the minister and the MECs in terms of Section 22.2, where the minister, after consulting the MEC, can come to the board and say, uh, I have looked at these two municipalities. Uh, they've got the following problems and we want them to be amalgamated. Then the board must go and do its uh, research around those particular municipalities and then be able to make a determination that these municipalities need to be, uh, to be, to be, to be amalgamated. Now, very important is uh, if you look at that uh, section 24 that forms part of the criteria, you, you know, there are issues of the need to share and redistribute the resources, uh, which, which normally in, in the past we'll talk about cross-subsidization. These matters are matters that we can look at, but we need to be able to say, there are people on the other side of the equation like Naledi. Uh, these people, if you amalgamate them with the Mangaung, what kind of redistribution are you going to achieve? But before today, we also had this issue of the need for cohesive and integrated and unfragmented areas. Now, if we can say we have moved for the past 20 years, maybe this may not be required. It is a matter that the, the committee may suggest a different criteria in the bill that, that, that is there so that we are able to, to deal with these matters. But the, the other one that I wanted to comment on is more specifically the interdependence of uh, people and communities and economies. So all these things are, are related. Let me allow the, uh, the COO to take, um, uh, to take uh, uh, Honorable last question and maybe uh, Honorable Mpumza. Or oh, the, the, the last one from Honorable, um, Kalipi was, uh, uh, I think, the issue of the IAC, the chairperson answered it uh, well, is the issue of funding. Uh, you, you see, we continue to engage uh, uh, Treasury. The manner in which we, we, we have engaged Treasury to really reverse the, 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 the budget cut and also to fund us for the uh, job evaluation outcome. We, 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 we didn't do the traditional route of 
uh, writing through COCTA. We invited the big people who are in the budget office who are responsible for our portfolio. We invited them to the board. We presented everything because when you go to treasury uh, in a normal uh, uh, functional meetings, they call them functional meetings, you will find that they are competing needs so much so that when 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 they go to the main combat, you don't the board is not sitting in the main combat. Uh, the, the the ministers in the in in the budget uh, 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 committee will just say no. We are funding. These are the needs. Uh, uh, SABC needs this. SAB uh, uh, SAA needs this. Uh, SCOM needs this. And and then you find that MDB has been forgotten because it is not really the time for redeterminations. Uh, Elwood? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks to the chairperson and thanks to honorable members. Yes, uh, honorable has raised a question with regards to the synopsis of uh, the historical background as to the, the why local uh, uh, local elections happened two years after that. I think the, the only information that I could provide is that uh, it's got to do with when the, the, this current dispensation of local government actually started after the promulgation of the relevant legislation. You would know that the, before the current system, which started uh, in 2000, we had uh, the transitional uh, arrangements in 1996. And after the promulgation, obviously, of the Structures Act, Demarcation Act, Systems Act, and subsequent to that, the MFMA and all that. Then, uh, after actually, more especially after the Demarcation uh, Act was proclaimed and the Structures Act, the board co- was appointed and commenced with the demarcation of the new municipalities, the reconfigurations, uh, and from the 843 to 200 and, uh, and odd municipalities at that time. So. Uh, the the target was that elections for for this new dispensation of local government was to be in 2000, and you will notice that I think the national and provincial elections were in 1998. So I don't think there's any specific reason except that uh, when the new dispensation was supposed to start in 2000, obviously uh, prior to that we had the national and provincial, and they, that kind of cycle tended to continue because. Uh, constitutionally, you can't go beyond. You 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 can't go uh, beyond the 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 the, the, the proclaimed uh, uh, cycle of 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 council. Uh, so when the national government uh, elections happen, when the term finishes, uh, there has to be an election. So the same for local government. So so and that term, those tended to always have been after every two years and uh, and the board has always been aligned to that so i would say that it, it's more on how uh, constitutionally the, the the electoral processes was 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 designed with regards to there was one uh, a question raised by uh, honorable again on the on why the key program program three especially i think it's program two and three the one on demarcation and the one on research, why they seem to be least funded in this regard. Uh, you will uh, actually, program one, one of the, actually the biggest reason why it seems to be carrying almost 
50% of the funds of the MTBs because that's where remuneration uh, for all the employees actually is resides. So that's why it's caring much more. Uh, and the other ones uh, uh, that, uh, that are there is more uh, for, for the work, the actual work that they do. So, so that's why the, the budget is like that. But most importantly, the other thing that I want to mention is that uh, over the years, the MTB has been, uh, which, which I think is commendable, the MTB has been uh, uh, moving to a situation where some of the major programs are being run internally. We have, we have in a way eliminated most of the work by consultants. You will note that at the beginning of the board, work was done mainly by, by, by consultants and we do most of the work ourselves internally, which means we have to capacitate ourselves uh, uh, internally. So you would find that uh, because of that, uh, the, the, obviously the remuneration uh, budget would be much higher uh, that, than most of the things. Uh, unlike in situations where you have to use a lot of consult, you, you would have found that, for example, the demarcation one is the one, it's where ward boundaries are done and also municipal boundaries are done. If, if, if most of the work was being done externally, you would find that we would have had a lot of funds channeled to paying consultancies and all that. But in, in, in the MDB, most of this work is done by employees themselves internally, such that we do not uh, incur a lot of costs except for salaries, hence salaries in the in program one are, are, are making it a, about 50, 50% of, of the budget of the MDB. Then, uh, Honorable Kaiser also asked about public awareness and education uh, and why the IEC, I think the chairperson has dealt with that one, uh, uh, about why the IEC processes, uh, I think what he was raising mainly was with regards to, to the fact that programs of the IEC are seen on TV. In other words, they are very intensive in terms of their public awareness and all that. I think the chairperson has dealt with that particular one uh, in terms of how uh, we think it, it can be improved. But uh, the question was also, what is it that we are doing as the MTB to make sure that uh, our programs are also, uh, we, uh, as, as, as the word that has been used is uh, to, to to, to, to get the communities to participate meaningfully. Uh, if, you, if you have checked and have seen uh, in the last two years, uh, as the CEO has indicated after 2016, one of the programs that we came up with is relates to public participation and, and awareness and education. And with that, we were able to, to improve on our intensity with regards to public education. One of the things that we have done in the word delimitation process, especially before we started, uh, with the, the process in 2018 to, uh, into the beginning of 2019. We went out to all, all provincial, uh, to all municipalities effectively to do education and awareness on what, what limitation is all about. Obviously, because of our limited budget, we were able to, to target people like community development workers, uh, ward committees, and, and, and councillors at a local level. And the intention here, it was more like a, 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 a and improvisation. Our, our idea was that if you get those people who are playing a specific role in, at local level in the communities to understand these processes, in one way or the other, they would assist in peddling the information about demarcation, about word boundaries and all that, because we cannot necessarily have all the resources to, to get to every corner. Uh, 
the other thing that uh, Honorable Kaza asked was, uh, what are we doing with, to popularize the MDB? One of the things that we have recently been, been uh, intensely working on is to use uh, uh, local newspapers and radio stations. Uh, it's not the easiest process to, to do, but we have recently uh, started using them and we, we think that they'll, be, they'll play a pivotal role because they are very much at a local level. And in most instances, they speak uh, languages of the communities in those areas. So from time to time, we ran interviews and we were invited for, for interviews. And in the newspapers, we ran some advertisements at local level. And, uh, and uh, we think it's an area that we can still grow in that regard. Uh, however, uh, if we can make sure that we garner more resources, I'm, I think we can explore the, the use of, of, of radio stations. But the other thing that was very advantageous in this period, especially with word delimitation, I think the committee will get the benefit of this when we do our annual report. We have used quite extensively the SABC radio stations. The advantage with those is that most of them use the languages that people speak in most areas. And uh, they are not cheap, but we, we, we tried to stretch ourselves as much as possible to make sure that we popularize the information about the MDB uh, in this regard. I think I've, I've tried to fairly cover the concerns and questions raised by Honorable Kress. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ntate. Uh, Honorable Kunewald. Uh, uh, Honorable Chair, I, I would have wanted uh, maybe um, Kevin to just uh, share with the committee the, the status of where the bill is. Okay, uh, no, it's fine. You can change that. Then Honorable Kunewald will, will, will then speak after you. Okay, now, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Acting Chair. I see the, the chairperson has had a hand up for some time. I don't know if you want to take her first. Uh, thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll, I think you can proceed, then the okay. chair will, will follow after. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Acting Chair. <clears throat> so, Honorable Mpunza, Mpunza had requested a status as to the development of the Municipal Demarcation Bill. I think uh, as, as part of the timeframes that uh, we've been working on, the bill was published for comments uh, towards the end of June last year uh, for public comments uh, for a period of around six weeks. We had received quite a bit of comments. We had met with stakeholders on the on the 4th of December and then the 9th of December last year uh, with, with quite a diverse set of stakeholders. Salga included, uh, the demarcation board included, uh, represented by the CEO as well as the CEO, uh, del deliberated on a clause by clause, uh, you know, process 
factored all of the comments that we've received and then taken it through to the uh, state law advisor. So it's presently with the state law advisor. Uh, and then the, the, the CRS part of it is presently also, well, was submitted to presidency for consideration. We've received feedback and we're at the process now of uh, revising or attending to the comments that the presidency has made on it. Where after those compliance measures or requirements would be, you know, attended to, and then we go to the various uh, technical structures, uh, being the JISCIT, the Governance, State Capacity, and Institutional Development Working Session, to the DG's cluster of the same uh, uh, name, and then to the Cabinet Committee. So at that stage, when we do go to the Cabinet Committee of, uh, of Ministers, we would ask for approval to introduce in the bill into Parliament. So some of those processes are, are you know, mostly out of our control, uh, uh, bearing in mind also there's going to be the local government elections, probably going to be recess times, etc., uh, that one would need to factor in, but uh, that's where the bill is presently uh, chairperson. Just to give you perhaps a, a flavor as to what lives in this version of the bill that we're developing. I think firstly, uh, you know, after much deliberation, uh, the name or the title of the bill as it would be, or as it was discussed, and, and uh, confirmed in the engagements that we've had. So presently it is called the Local Government Municipal Demarcation Act. After much deliberation in committee, in the engagements that we've had, uh, we said, so let us align the title of the bill or the act to be together with what the constitution says. So the constitution says in section 1553B that there needs to be an independent authority that determines boundaries in the country. So having due regard to that, there was a discussion around it and the, 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 the title of the bill or act to be that was proposed was that it should be called the Independent Municipal Demarcation Authority act when it is an act. And this is to also align in terms of new generation legislation. You would know that earlier last year, or during the course of last year, there was the Border Management Authority Act. Uh, there's also the Independent Communications Authority uh, of South Africa Act. So the, the act that will now deal with demarcation issues is the name that I've just indicated to you. So it would also dispel some uncertainty around the present act. So when someone says that they work at the municipal demarcation board, so are you a board member or are you an employee? So it doesn't come out clearly. But if someone has to say that I now work at the municipal demarcation authority, uh, the question could be, so are you a board member or are you an employee? 
So it, it dispels some of that uncertainty around that. Uh, the, there was a comment made around major redeterminations being done every 10 years. And as we've defined in the, in the legislation now, a major redetermination would be anything that includes the movement of more than one ward. So if that is on the table, that would take place after every 10 years. The CEO had made mention of uh, instances where you could get a request to perhaps amalgamate municipality X or with municipality Y. And we're saying that in the, in the legislation, if such a request has to be made, that request should be made at least three years before the end of term uh, of a local government. So unlike the position that we found ourselves in, in 2016, where we had less than two years to deal with transition-related matters, we're hoping that through this intervention, uh, you know, we'd be able to not find ourselves in a similar position. Perhaps lastly, the, the bill will now also provide for uh, a whole chapter that deals with the alteration of provincial boundaries. You would know that uh, presently there isn't any specific guidance or legislation that guides this. So we're saying that in the future, the demarcation board may make recommendations, sorry, or the demarcation authority uh, will be in a position to make recommendations to parliament around the alteration of provincial boundaries. And this could arise you know, from the normal course of work that the authority would do when it deals with uh, uh, technical boundary changes, et cetera. But perhaps the, the other thing that I think I should mention is also, and learning from the challenges that the board has faced around consultation, and engagement uh, you know, with the citizenry around demarcation issues. So what we've done now in the legislation is that we've provided for a much more intensive process of investigation of boundary uh, proposals that emanate from private citizens, uh, stakeholders, et cetera, where such investigation could then be taken to a, to the board uh, for for further consideration, and if the board believes that it is something uh, that needs further uh, consultation, the board will then undertake a more intensive public consultation process. So probably to see it as a double barrel kind of engagement with communities around ward around boundary, around municipal boundary changes. But what we've done also is that because the legislation presently is very thin around consultation, around ward delimitation, we said that when it comes to the delimitation of wards as well, a similar process ought to be followed uh, 
around public consultation, engagement when it comes to boundary uh, war delimitation. Honorable Chair, uh, I think I'd park that there and hopefully, you know, we, we would be bringing the bill to the to the committee after we follow the relevant uh, processes that we must uh, before introducing it into Parliament. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Ndate. Let me also acknowledge the presence of our chair, whom I will also be giving over to her to proceed with the meeting. Uh, chair, we've started with uh, the presentation by Municipal Demarcation Board. And after their presentation, the members uh, made inputs and they also asked uh, clarity speaking questions. And now uh, the, the MDB was uh, responding to the questions and issues that have been raised by members. So we are now going to the second round where members have follow-ups. And we noted uh, Honorable Hunevald, Honorable Mkalipi, and Honorable Keza and I also been notified that you have raised your hand. So I think I can just now give you a, a chance to speak and also uh, allow you to proceed with the sharing of the meeting. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chairperson of the session. Yes, I, I came in when members were asking questions. Then there were things that I felt um, the colleagues didn't raise that one needs to also raise. And greetings to all the colleagues uh, who are amongst us in the meeting. Mm, I, I hope my apology was registered. Uh, I was out down, I think the chairperson of the demarcation board and there was a guide who know. I was down at Amanage somewhere towards uh, Zimbabwe doing constituency work. Uh, I had an issue that I wanted to raise. If you, there's this issue about the district development model. And the demarcation board, though it's an independent board, it's, in, it's within this um, family court portfolio. Then uh, after all, the district development model, it's a, uh, it cuts across government entities and everyone who's in the value chain. Then I wanted to understand what is the role of the municipal demarcation board in respect of the district development model. And then how will the demarcation board then uh, take advantage of, of the DTM and strengthen it in the course of implementing this 2021-22 annual performance plan. The other thing as we read the annual performance plan, uh, the board envisage assisting role players to develop focused programs that build and strengthen municipal capacity. What we're interested on in this committee is whether the board can be more specific as to the details of these focused programs. And then when you read the APP, there is this issue that you also point out that the constitutional court has ruled in June 2020 
that the Electoral Act was unconstitutional insofar as it barred independent individuals outside of a political party to compete as a candidate in the national and provincial elections. Although the implication of this act's reconfiguration on the board's work is not clear at this stage, surely the organization will have to make a submission during the legislative review process. So the issue is here is whether does this consideration feature anywhere in the 2021-2022 annual performance plan as the code is given government until June 2022, including us as parliament uh, before this uh, ex-constitutionality invalidity becomes effective. So I would like to also hear what is the demarcations board view to that effect. Then uh, um, you said I must take over. Uh, then the end that is the Honorable Kronevald will start, followed by Honorable Kleza and Honorable Mkalipi on their follow-up questions as well. Honorable Kronevald. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, yes, I've asked a question in terms of the research reports. And there's one compliment I can give to our committee staff is that they're quite effective. And when I quickly asked them if they did receive those reports, that research reports, they said they have not. Although the chairperson said they, they did send it. If there's maybe, if, if you can just give us clarity in terms of what reports did he send, and then specifically the research um, documents, um, the research that they have done is what I'm looking for. Have they sent it? And if so, can they send it then again? Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kronevald. Honorable Teza. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, 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 when you when you entered, I'm sure you had had my curiosity about the the demarcations for uh, having to provide us with the synopsis of historical backgrounds as to what are the root causes of the local government elections having to to follow uh, national and provincial elections after the after two years. And why the demarcation board has now failed has not, uh, rather, for a better word, to has not put up a, a program to to delimitate what within the more uh, synchronized uh, site. And then we went to 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 research as to what are these uh, historical backgrounds. And then uh, what I found is that a uh, they they. they uh, the reason uh, for local government election uh, elections did not take place in 1994 was the local government transition act also established the the demarcation board which was supposed to delimit the areas of jurisdiction of transitional council and transitional metropolitan structures delimit delimit the number of seats and wards in a transitional local council. And this process took much more longer than deciding and, 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 negotiate, and negotiating provinces. Municipal, uh, municipal local government elections took 
place in November in November 1995, a year and nine months after the general elections. And it went on to, to the following year, uh, June 1996, because of the demarcations, disputes in the Western Cape and the and KwaZulu-Natal. And now I'm asking that question uh, based on that background, uh, that uh, we are in the perpetual state of, 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 of the elections because of, of that particular uh, 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 undertaking there that, 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 that then says that uh, 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 the, the, the local government, uh, municipal local government elections took place in, 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 in November 1995, a year and nine months after the place of, uh, after two, uh, uh, and took place in 1995, a year, yeah, yes, uh, and nine months after the general elections, and went on to the following year in June, in June 1996 because of the demarcation disputes in Western Cape and in KwaZulu-Natal. And, and I'm merely asking that, and I was hoping that perhaps the COO will, will put the, the, these things across uh, 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 in terms of my, my confusion here and in terms of my curiosity as to why are we here uh, in this thing. Uh, it, it even chairperson uh, will, 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 will say that the process of municipal demarcation from transitional structures took even longer po- post-1996 after the adoption of the, of the constitution. By, by the time the national and provincial election took place in 1999, the process to transform local government post-apartheid was still underway. The white paper also resulted in another legislation, in another legislation, local government municipal structures act, which established municipalities in terms of the types of a municipality elections, elections processes and powers of municipalities. You can go on and on, Chairperson, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of what happened uh, to all that. Uh, it even it, it speaks to the local government election structures act of 1993 act to to 209 of 1993 which mapped a, a road to successful local government election pre pre interim uh, uh, transition uh, the provincial administ- administrators were appointed in terms of provision of this act and granted powers to effectively manage and control the transition process from the pre, pre-interim to interim phase. Also provincial demarcation boards were established to, to demarcate non, non-racial uh, uh, boundaries of the first democratic municipalities established after the first local government election in 1994. Uh, this is set by Reddy, by Reddy in, 19, in 1996, written by Reddy. The, 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 the pre-interim uh, phase began with the, with the accent of the Local Government Transition Act 993 of to the Act 2209 of 993 and ended when the, when the first democratic local government elections were held on the 5th of November 1995 in seven, in seven of the provinces in May, in May 1996 in, in KwaZulu-Natal and in June 1996 in the Western Cape. This is Binza. 
2005, page 79. So, so I was hoping that uh, we'll get that kind of, of synopsis as a committee uh, and as a collective so that uh, we can gen just, just move from a position of, 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 of knowledge base in terms of what happened and, 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 and just check us in why are we here and so that we can, we can see as to uh, why is the, is the, is the, is the demarcation board uh, not capacitated enough in terms of uh, financial resources to, to then uh, uh, go to our people and, and, and decentralize and, and true regionalization to have a, a, a provincial footprint in terms of, of the participation of our people uh, in provincial offices. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Honorable Teza. Can I allow Honorable Mkalipi to follow suit as well? Okay, thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Chair, firstly, I would like to get from the board when one can get a completely a new report in terms of the division. So okay. my, apologies. my apologies, proceed. Okay, I was saying that when can one expect a, a new map or a new demarcation report, sort of a map to understand what are the new words uh, as we are heading to the local government elections? That is one. But I just want to make a follow-up on uh, responses uh, taken, uh, uh, starting from the chairperson of the board. Um, when one was... Um, raising concerns in terms of consultations. You see, Chair, my take is that the board is unlike departments, like other departments such as Home Affairs, who are expected to have people every day in and out. The board, they do their work most of the time, doing their research. And when it's time for elections, when it's time for them just to go and do a consultation with people, that way they're supposed to go and consult with people. So therefore, I don't get uh, the really, really reason why they're not visible. For me, it's like they enjoy to be elitist. And I know how the chair, I understand exactly why, why, how the chair, why the chair of the board was responding the way he was responding. He's a politician at the end of the day. When he's saying that the committee must go and try to get uh, uh, resources for them in order for them to, to decentralize uh, their work. Now we're saying that uh, they have done everything in, in, in their powers to get resources in order for them to be visible. So now he's challenging us as the committee. But this is not the point. The point is that what is the plan? Because this thing of theirs who are not visible, if they want to go and consult with communities, they, they, they have to go and do it through the municipalities. And you are saying to them, it does not work. It does not work in terms of the consultation. Even then the presentation is just that I don't have a presentation with me, but I think it's under programs. And they also mention in terms of um, uh, consultations, uh, they are saying that uh, the input or the output uh, they're estimating that number there, I can't remember the figure is eight. And then you begin to understand why it's so complicated to understand. What type of consultation is this? What are they talking about? Or they're just complicating the presentation for us to, to be confused. 
the two are going to keep on asking this issue of consultation. The CEO, the Chief Executive Officer, when he was responding to that fact as well, especially on the issue of amalgamation, amalgamation, this thing of amalgamation, and then ahead that thing, I was listening to him very, 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 very um uh, uh, with a keen interest when he was mentioning that no, they go and do their work, and after they've done their work, the the minister come and said, you know, I wanted these two municipalities to be amalgamated because of one, two, three reasons, and they have to go back. So now it gives us a clue, good, oh, okay, the board go and do their work, and then the minister comes after they, they have done their work to say, no, I just need these two municipalities uh, to become one. So therefore, I want to get a clarity. Do they also say no? in terms of the research that was conducted by us, is not uh, advisable, Minister, to do what you are suggesting? Or they just listen because the Minister is a politician. When the politician said, no, go and do this, I want this. So I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking loud if uh, what I'm thinking is true, Chair. So the last one in the term is a follow-up on what the uh, Chief Executive Officer was um, alluding to that fact is that I just want to understand again. I don't know if they have information right now, but if I can make an example, I think I'm, I'm also uh, building up on what Honorable uh, Treza was asking, specifically saying that uh, historically, uh, the work of the board is to shift from what was the status quo during apartheid time and to have a sense of development as a progressive state. So now let me just make an example. I don't know if the CEO is going to be able to retrieve while I'm still talking in order for them to respond. But if they don't have a specific response now, I'll understand. But as people who have experience on what I'm going to ask now, they can also just uh, respond in generalizing because I want to understand this thing, um, Chairperson. Let, let me make an example of, of, of many words. Uh, for instance, the words that was... Um, dominated by uh, Indians, Colors, and uh, Whites before 1994. So uh, because of the Group Areas Act. So I know for, for a fact that you know, after 1994, we said, no, we are one country. We need to, to be united. There's no, uh, spe the special planning must be dealt with and so on and create one South Africa. And therefore you, uh, the demarcation board by that time, uh, together with uh, other formations, started to say, no, this word was uh, predominantly by uh, Indians in Ward 52 in Phoenix. So therefore now let us just put other areas which were uh, uh, not part and parcel of Phoenix to make the word to, to be a multiracial word, if I can put it in the two each person. So it means that there is no word that is, is, is particular for a particular race. So now, what 52 Amaudi has gone back to what was pre-1994. So I just wanted to get an understanding. How do the board um, arrive in the decision to say that, no, now I'm going to take out those uh, particular VTs uh, and then uh, 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 and leave the word is predominantly by the minority 
uh, people in this particular world. Because for me, to me, Chairperson, it seems as if we are regressing, we are not uh, progressing. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you so much, Honorable Mkalipi. I should think those are the hands that I had at my disposal. Can I hand over back to the demarcation board to respond? Um, thank you, Chairperson. And thanks again, members. And uh, thank you very much, Honorable Mukalipi, for the praise. Um, members, on the matter of ensuring that at least communication is easier, I want to stress the point that it is part of the plan to have those regional offices. As long as we don't have, we will still be faced with all these challenges that uh, members uh, are raising, partisan issues, issues of non-accessibility of public to the board and so forth. So it is quite important that we do put this as part of the plan, that is having regional offices. I would like the CEO and also um, the deputy chair who's present here to deal with the issues that have been raised for clarification and deal with the questions that have been raised. CEO. Uh, th thank you, Chairperson. Um, uh, le le let me start with the uh, Honorable Mukalipi's um, question of clarity. Um, ju just, just a correction, uh, Honorable Mukalipi. Um, when I talked about uh, the minister in Section 22.2, I was uh, responding to the issue of saying, when the board redetermine boundaries, there are triggers. One trigger, we can do it on our own based on the capacity assessment report. I was not saying that when we have opened the process, then the, we also wait for the minister. If you look at uh, section 22, it indicates that uh, uh, the minister, because the, the, the demarcation board puts its own program of saying our program of redetermination will happen this way. And in that space is where uh, Honorable Mukalipi can come with an application and say, I want uh, this word to move from this municipality to this municipality. That is your own uh, uh, application. When the application comes to us, it is now becoming the property of the board. We either agree with you or we disagree with you. If we don't have more information, we go and do research about your own application. The, the very same thing happens with the, 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 the minister, but the minister is the one that can come after if she so wishes, not that it is a, an open matter. It is allowed in terms of the act to say the minister, after considering what she might have considered, I, I can take, uh, take for example, the 2015 uh, 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 section 22.2, when the minister of Cogta approached the board, the board had already concluded its process. 
And in the approach, the minister said, in terms of my back to basics program, I have identified these areas that I think should be amalgamated into one. And the areas that he had identified were closed, were affecting close to 90 municipalities. But the MDB didn't do all of those. They indicated that uh, we can do the following, and they looked at those and only amalgamated a few out of those. So I was just saying, sometimes it's an initiative of the minister as a trigger. The other trigger is the initiative of the board itself. The other trigger might be any other individual that we, when we open our process can bring in an application. Like right now, when we open the process uh, after the 2021 local government elections, uh, anybody can come with that particular application. But already, like I said, we have, we have 44 that we have received during the, the, the world delimitation processes. Now, the, the last matter where you are referring to a word like we are going back to um, uh, uh, where you find a, a word is only composed of one uh, particular uh, community. Uh, the, the word might be very difficult for you uh, because if you look at the criteria for us to determine awards, you, 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 you cannot have a word where uh, you have one community that is here and another community that is uh, passing another word, and then you say you are, you, you are putting a word like that. You can have a municipality like that. The reason is that currently when you have a settlement, that settlement is in a space. And for us to determine the word in that space, it depends on the average number of registered voters for that municipality. And you might find that one community, uh, whether it's an Indian community, is constituting that number of uh, registered voters that are allowed in that particular municipality. So you may not say, because I have this word here, and it doesn't have uh, 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 some 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 black people. I must move from here. You made an example of Phoenix. I I I, I don't really know where Phoenix is, um, but you may not move from Phoenix to another area, and you are looking for a word where you will find a, a black people. So it, it doesn't work like that because then you will be creating what we have been saying is a discontinuity because you need to have a, a, a sort of a link and the communities must be one. So the only area where you can be able to achieve the, the kind of integration that you're talking about is when you are dealing with a, 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 a broader municipal area. Um, then you, 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 you're asking the question, what is the plan? Um, because uh, uh, we, 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 we are talking about all these particular things, but what is it that we have as a plan as the MDB? Uh, look, the, the, the plan uh, for us, let me start by saying we have identified this, all these particular challenges, one of which is the budget. And uh, uh, we, we said in terms of our plan, we wanted to regionalize so that we are able to increase our footprint. But we have a problem of a budget, therefore we cannot regionalize. 
Now, what is it that we should be doing in order to increase our, foot, uh, our footprint? Uh, one is for us to increase our footprint through the media platforms. That is why in our strategic plan, we do have the, the, the media platform. Uh, the, the other is for us to engage our stakeholders through the current uh, 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 available uh, virtual platforms. But we are also identifying that those pla video, video, uh, video platforms or virtual platforms have got uh, limitations in that there are other people who do not have these particular gadgets and who are in the uh, deep rural areas. Uh, the, the, the last one that you raised is around the, the maps of the world. Uh, we have got two places where you can find the maps. Uh, first is in our website. We have categorized them. Um, we have put them there as a, we, we have even categorized them as batch one municipalities and batch two municipalities. Uh, the second area is the provincial gazette because all the words, what we have done is to put the, in each word, you will find a map and you will also find what constituted that map in terms of what VD. So it will tell you the VD and the number of registered voters in that VD. Uh, and then we show you the actual word in terms of a map. The, the other area is that we, we have an app. You, you can be standing anywhere with that particular app. Once you go into that app, if you don't know the word that you are standing in, it will tell you that you are standing in a Tequini word day. 25 or uh, if you are in Guamsabawialingana, what 12, it, it will tell you that. And if you want to search for a word in that particular area, it will also give you that. Um, uh, Honorable, as I was uh, talking the, the, uh, within the context of the, the history of local government, uh, I, I thought the question was more around uh, synchronizing. How can we be able to synchronize if, for instance, uh, the, the issue of the, the, the single election is, is muted uh, and it becomes a uh, law, how, how will we synchronize? Uh, but I guess when he talked about the history, he was expecting that we, will, would, we should have spoken about the history. But in terms of the cycle of local government, how it is different from, from national government, uh, my view is that it's more... Uh, 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 in the budget cycle, because if the, the municipality's budget cycle starting in July and government starting now, there is always that lag, and there has always been that lag. The the issue of Western Cape and KZN then uh, was was the the, the, the person the, the issue of transitional measures in those areas because there were still things that were lagging behind in terms of the negotiations. Um, uh, Honourable Chairperson, the you 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 asking the the role of um, uh, the board uh, in relation to the DDM. Uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll I'll leave that for 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 last uh, and perhaps get uh, some few uh, tips from the chair the deputy chairperson. But let me deal with the uh, issue around uh, the Concord ruling and the implication. Which you are not seeing in the in the in the in the in the APP for 2021-2022. Um, 
Chairperson, we, 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 we have not uh, really sit down as the board and uh, say we are not going to do anything. Immediately when the, 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 the pronouncement was made, uh, we started uh, brainstorming within the organization with the chair and the, uh, uh, some, some, some members. We came up with a, 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 a discussion document that was meant for the board and it was at the initiative of the, the chairperson. Uh, firstly, we said, let's talk about the feasibility of a single election and what kind of implication it will have to the MDB. Uh, and, and then we, we, we mapped some particular processes that will be relating to say, what will be the implication if there is a single election? That was the first thing that we, we were mapping. The second issue that uh, we, we, we have been discussing was that if the new act comes in and talks about constituency-based uh, uh, elections in national and provincial uh, 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 sphere, what is it that as the MDB we can do? Uh, firstly, we, we then said, let's look at the current reports that are available. Uh, we looked at the Fansales Labbed report in terms of the number of constituencies that uh, uh, the report proposed, the 69. And then we looked at the current architecture, the 52 spaces that are within the issue of the district development model. And we said, if we have all this, and we have uh, uh, around 400 members that should be going into, uh, into, into, into the national parliament and uh, 30 to 80 in the provincial government. If a constituency is called the city of Joburg as part of the 52 spaces, how will the representation be determined? Then we, we started looking at all those particular things. They are not in the APP, but we are discussing them uh, because beside the APP, we do have uh, uh, our, our, our broader, uh, our broader uh, uh, operational plans that also has these particular uh, uh, matters. We didn't put it there because we were saying, uh, in the absence of uh, a clarity as to whether the act, when it is finalized, it will be able to uh, assist us in this particular direction. Uh, what is it that we we, 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 we we can do? We are also uh, conversant of the discussions that happened on, on the 16th of March, when there were quite a number of these presentations from the IEC, from ASA, from, uh, uh, and, and from, the, from Home Affairs and the, 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 the committee that is uh, trying to look at these particular matters. And we have looked at what is it that they are raising. And we were saying at the current moment, it is not yet clear whether it will be uh, 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 the, 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 the provincial and the national sphere how the the, the constituencies will be uh, 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 will will be arranged. Um, the, the 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 question by Honourable Kunevald. Um, I will check uh, Honourable Kunevald. I know that we have sent this uh, report uh, through. Um, what I've learned is that it, it might not have been to the committee, but uh, as part of responding to the ENE, but uh, we will be able to uh, send it to the, the secretary of the committee. Um, uh, uh, if not tomorrow, by, by Friday, uh, she will have it and then she will distribute it to all the, uh, the colleagues. Uh, 
I, I don't know Alwani and the deputy chair whether you want to talk to our role in the district development model and how we are structuring ourselves within that context. Uh, uh, I don't know if the chair would want to start, but maybe she will, she will come after me. Yes, Chairperson, uh, 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 the, the, the question is it's more on what, what our role is with regards to the district development model, but also uh, you asked a question as to how, as the MDB, we're taking advantage of the DDM to, 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 to advance our own programs, uh, especially with regards to, to, to demarcations. What I can indicate is that as one of the lessons that we have documented as part of the outcomes of the current ward delimitation process, we have noted, especially uh, the thread that the committee is concerned with, especially with regards to public awareness, public participation, uh, knowledge about the demarcation board, uh, and, and, and people getting uh, meaningfully uh, uh, involved in our processes, but also most importantly because our process has got implications on the, not uh, the, amongst others, the functionality of the municipalities that we come up with at the end. Well, that lesson, one of the things that we've decided to do is uh, besides using the, uh, the context of the international- Oh, yes, yes. I'm being asked why is your video not on? I, I think it's on now, yes. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, my apologies. I, I forgot earlier. Yes, I, I was saying we have we have noted that uh, in the context also of us lacking or having limited uh, resources, one of the uh, advantages of, of us using the district development model within the context of intergovernmental relations is that we can leverage that process uh, to an extent that we want to, we want to start. Uh, exploring the idea of the MDB becoming uh, participants in all that in the district development model on a, almost on a full-time basis to an extent that uh, when we deal with issues of municipal boundary determination uh, where for example as, as a way of an example if we've got a, a, a proposal a proposal that deals with Amatole as a district uh, it doesn't come as an as a as by chance to the to the municipalities involved in that particular district. So the MDB should be part and parcel of the uh, processes and systems of the district development model through participation in on a full time basis, so that we can also input our processes for feedback from all the people who are involved in this process. To an extent that even the decisions of the board ultimately are fed almost on a proactive basis instead of when uh, the board publishes and notices and asks for objections or submissions. So it will be more of a proactive process. That's what we're looking at. And also with regards to ward delimitations as well. If we are part and parcel of this process, of, of, or we, we will be involved and all the stakeholders that are part of the district development model because in the uh, municipal demarcation act the factors of the, uh, which we consider most of them requires a lot of information either from the municipalities either from government departments the one that comes to mind is that we have to consider 
all the provincial development plans for the different areas. And we know that provincial departments like the Department of Transport, if they've got plans for a particular district, we don't want to be the ones who go and redemarcate that particular district and move a municipality out of the district and jeopardize the plans that are already in place. So we want to be proactively involved in the affairs and activities of a, uh, within the context of district development model. So that's how we want to leverage and use this, this, uh, the system as, as a, uh, for, to the advantage of the MTB and make sure that it has also assists in the effective implementation of our programs. The same with regards to public awareness and education. Uh, we, if we plug them into that particular system as well, we know that uh, all the participants who, who are uh, coming to this melting pot of a district uh, development model will also have their own consultation process, awareness pro uh, uh, processes to an extent that we can leverage some of their activities in that regard and drive messages about the municipal uh, demarcation process. Yeah, that, 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 that's my, uh, my input. Okay, thank you, COO. Chairperson. Uh, uh, yeah, Chairperson, there is a... There's a uh, question that was left for you, or is it the deputy chairperson? The deputy chairperson, I see a microphone is on. Yes. Thank you. Uh, um, Thank you, Chairperson. Um, uh, greetings to the members. Um, uh, Chair, I think that they've, they've answered uh, all, all of the questions. Um, um, and the one that perhaps I wanted to basically um, emphasize is, is the, the understanding that uh, Honorable Mkhalipi was, was trying to raise on visibility or lack of um, um, is that uh, we as the board must come up with a plan, you know, of, of how we envisage to, to decentralize. Um, perhaps like how we would have constituency offices, but uh, at a provincial level. Um, currently, we as a board uh, operate um, at head office, that is the Pretoria office. Um, there is no provincial presence per se. Um, board members that that are, are there at a provincial level uh, are not there on a full-time basis. You need the presence of officials that would attend to, to matters, you know, at a local level. Um, you'll only see our, our visibility or our presence uh, during the de uh, delimitation of wards or, uh, you know, the boundary um, determinations. This, this, this has come up, you know, during our interactions with the, with the communities. Uh, they, they do not see us. Um, uh, why are we not uh, visible, uh, which, which is what the honorable member is raising. And hence um, our, our proposal to, to decentralize. Um, we would want as much as possible. However, we are hamstrung in terms of um, resources, but I understand, Chair, that we, we might have to present a plan to the, to the committee as to how we envisage um, this uh, provincial presence um, uh, to be. Um, thank you, Chair.
chairperson of the municipal demarcation board. Chairperson, no thanks. Unless there is something that uh, members feel that it has been left over, uh, I think members have have attempted to answer all the uh, issues that were raised, my chairperson. My question on the district development model, I thought Mr. Sbidi said he was reserving it to you. Um, chairperson, if I, I heard him well, he was referring to the COO, also the deputy chair. That is good. Yes, Chaperson. Can you respond there, please? The, the question was responded to by, by Arwani in terms of yes. uh, all the uh, plans that we were thinking about in terms of leveraging uh, the DDM. There's a hand from Honorable Kronevald. Honorable Kronevald. Thank you, Chairperson. Somebody with the name of Tavo, can you mute your microphone? There's a person called Tavo here. I don't know who's Tavo. Can I plead with this person to mute his or her microphone? Over to you, Honorable Kronevald. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, yes, that's a sweet, um, and I might pronounce it wrongly, but... Honorable Kornevald. Okay. Chairperson, can you hear me? I'm an audible, Chair. Yes, I can hear you. You can, you are. Thank you, Chair. My, my internet is unstable, so let me be quick. Um, in terms of the reports and the research we want, um, I want the, the, the person to commit to the fact that he will send the research documents that has been done. If he can commit to that and not the general, just to see if he can follow up, but I want that specifically, if he can commit to that as well, please, Jay. Okay. That's the only hand that I have thus far. Can we respond to the issues as raised by Honorable Kronewald? Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Yes, Chairperson, we'll definitely send the documents uh, as per the request. I must also indicate, Chairperson, that some of the documents are also work in progress. For instance, tomorrow, uh, the board will be workshopping itself on one of the documents that we are working on, on uh, the concept on trying to address the issue that we raised sometime in the meeting chairperson about uh, uh, the mega cities, mainly specifically on the city of Jobek, that its space is not increasing, but uh, the population is always increasing. And in terms of us, when we do what delimitations, we are, we will be faced with a situation where you will have. A, a larger concentration of population that makes a what even to an extent of an area that is only probably having two or three streets. So the issue is, what is it that we are doing about that? 
and uh, we are working on those type of uh, issues, like I'm indicating tomorrow also will be workshop. But nonetheless, uh, those documents will be provided as per the demand and the request. Thanks, Chairperson. Okay. Chairperson, we can... Thank you, Chairperson. May I... Chairperson, I want... Okay. Yes, Chairperson. Before the, the, before the end of this week, we will have provided the necessary documents to uh, the Honorable Member or the Committee itself. I think that suffice. Thank you so much. Uh, you must raise your hand, uh, Deputy Chairperson. My Don't call apologies. the Chairperson. Your hand is not up. My apologies. Okay. Uh, Proceed. Proceed. There, was also, there was also a request. The Chairperson of the Board committed to issue uh, the report, the research reports before the end of the week. There was also a request for the new maps um, by Honorable Khalid. I think that's another uh, commitment that we can make um, um, for, for these maps to be made available. Thanks, Chair. Okay. Thank you, Chair. So is everyone sorted now? Yes, Chair. No more follow-up questions? No, Chair. We are sorted now. Oh, but I want uh, I just wanted to check, Chairperson, especially with regard to maps. Uh, I see that the Deputy Chairperson said we, we, we can provide. Um, if your email address are bigger, because once we provide a map, as well as the information around uh, particular voting districts, uh, if your, your system is, is not having enough space, uh, those documents cannot go through. Uh, that's why I was saying in, in, our, in our website, you just go toward the limitation and then you click the 2020, then you can be able to get those maps there. But if uh, we do have enough space, we'll request the, uh, the secretary of the committee to just send us uh, the emails of all the members and then we can uh, uh, try to email all of them. Thanks. Okay. That's fair enough. Honorable Kalipi, your microphone is on. You want to say something? Yes, Chair. I just wanted to say to the Deputy Honorable Chair. Of... Yes, Chair, do you hear me? Chair. Yes, 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 yeah. I can hear you. I wanted to Proceed. say to the Deputy Chair of the Board, Mamumbali. Uh, if Uche person of the board is bullying you, uh, she must come and report him to me. Because me and Ethiopia is one thing, Che. I hope the chairperson won't respond to this. You are being provoked, chairperson. Oh, no, chairperson. Everybody knows that I'm a gentleman. So, 
<laughs> in the absence of any other questions, follow-up questions, that brings us to the end of this meeting. Unless there's somebody who's opposing that we mustn't adjourn this meeting. Agreed, uh, good, na good night, Jay. Good night, Jay. Yes. Good night, Jay. Um, earlier this morning, last night. It's okay. Good night, yeah. everybody. We're meeting Thank tomorrow. You, Thank, Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Good night, Reverend. See you tomorrow. Yes, yes, Chair. Ciao, ciao. Good night, Chair. Thank you. Bye -bye. Yes, Brian. Good night, Chair. Brian Adams. Good night. Good night, Mam Kalipi, Honorable Kalipi. Good night, Brian. Good night, Chair of the Board, Tabo Magnoni. Good night, and thanks for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.